Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Tellage Talks. Former NFL football player Max Stevens is the head football coach at Cleveland Heights High School. He also trains young people at his business at the Euclid Sports Plant in Euclid, Ohio. And he comes at this position of uh, leadership for high school athletes as the father of an NFL football player in Lyndon Stevens. So I thought it would be cool to get the perspective of a man who played at the highest level with both the Jets and the Vikings, and also he played up in Canada as well, get his perspective on that, get the perspective of being the father of a developing NFL football player, and also the expertise from a guy who trains young individuals to the sports that they are specific to, tries to get them the opportunity to up their level of expertise in their sports and then go on to a higher level of competition as well. He also has a connection to Kareem Hunt, the Cleveland Browns young football player, the young running back who of course had his highly publicized incidents that caused him to be suspended by the National Football League for eight games this coming season. Mack trained him when Kareem was a very young developing athlete, so he has perspective on that. A lot of ways to attack the position of being a high school football coach, and we'll examine it with Max Stevens from Cleveland Heights High School. Please unpack this whole life journey for me, if you can, Mac. You played a short time in the National Football League. What was that like, and how did that shape you for what you're doing today? Well, you know, being able to play in the NFL was a lifelong dream. Um, probably at the age of four, when I used to watch uh, Archie Griffin play for Ohio State, you know, that's when that football bug took a hold of me. And, um, you know, like a lot of young kids, you know, I grew up in West Akron, um, just like any other kid. But, you know, I was a tall, awkward, uncoordinated kid, you know, throughout my elementary years. And I met a coach probably in seventh grade, Coach Jim Sheely, who uh, took me under his wing and, and, you know, slowly but surely, um, I started figuring out how my body works. And, and you know, I've been 6'3 since uh, eighth grade. So you are. Uh, everyone thought I was going to be a basketball player at that time. But I, I just uh, fell in love with working out. Uh, then I attended Firestone High School and you know, we had an okay uh, weightlifting program, but me and two uh, very good friends of mine, we joined a place called Bodybuilders Incorporated in Akron, Ohio. And we were just three 16, 17-year-old kids, had no idea of what we were doing. <laughs> we're going in this gym, and I mean, it was literally bodybuilders and, and just power lifters. Um, and we were just doing the best we could to uh, try to get our bodies prepared uh, to play high school football. Um, bringing it forward to today, there were some, some years ago when I have twin boys and uh, when they were like eight or nine years old, I was coaching um, their rec basketball team and I asked a guy, would he be interested in training my, my sons? And More uh, sports specific, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just the amount of money that he wanted to charge was uh, more than what I was willing to pay and, and I decided to go back and get my certifications and I talked to some of the uh, better trainers in the area uh, like Tim Robertson for mm -hmm. example 
and a few other guys that, that were um, well known in the area. And I decided to get into it myself and just train kids that couldn't afford it. So oh, okay. my first five or six years, I never charged a kid. I was just doing it um, because I wanted kids to get access to the right training. Um, which you kind of didn't have. Right, which, exactly, which I didn't have. And um, slowly but surely, um, it just grew into a full-fledged business. So now we train um, professional athletes, college athletes, high school, uh, all the way down to elementary age kids. Um, I have a guy that helps me now, Andre Cliff, who's a Euclid High graduate. Andre, um, you know, in high school had, had some tough times. But I always made a promise to him if he'd just stick with it and uh, go to college. He went to college, graduated from Urbana, got a degree in exercise science, and he now coaches with me at Cleveland Heights. He's our strength and conditioning coach. But here at at, uh, NEL Sports Plan, he also helps me. So he's training a group of guys on the turf right now. So it's come full circle now because now what I'm trying to do is get – the kids that I coach and train to, to work with the younger guys. Um, my son, Lyndon uh, Stevens, who uh, is in his second year with Denver Broncos, he'll be home after they're in camp right now. He'll be home in a couple of weeks. He just knows when he comes home, he's expected to work with the younger guys, and they look forward to it. So it's kind of a pay-it-forward thing, and and uh, he's gained a lot of expertise, not just training here, up through the ranks but obviously being a pro for a couple of years well there's things he can help these guys with. right right well you know it's funny he and i had a conversation last night and um a lot of the things that i do with the kids right now are things that i did with Lyndon. but Lyndon would always tell me dad you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you know and it was just hard because i was just dad and now that he's in the uh, nfl it's funny because almost every night we have a conversation He'll tell me about practice or what they did in the weight room or what they did to help them with uh, their speed. And he'll go, you know what, Dad? We did exactly the same things we did at the sports plant or, or when we were uh, when you were coaching me at Euclid, some of the same drills. So, you know, it's just funny, um, you know, for him to say that. And, but I always share that uh, with the kids that I train that, uh, but the way I put it to them is the drills that you guys are doing are the same drills that Lyndon grew up doing. So, um, you know, it's just it, – but it's good for the kids to yeah. to be able to relate to Lyndon because they've watched him um, over the years train here and when he played at Cincinnati. And uh, so they, they like to pick his brain and, and uh, you know, it, it motivates the uh, – the guys that we train now and just gives them some inspiration well mac you had a couple of years in the league so how did that help you um you know to to deal with helping your son get to the national football league yeah you know one thing um i was really into into um being in the best condition possible Um, so I, you win the workout guy. You're oh, absolutely. Win the workout guy. You, you know, I tell my son, you know, I, I play with the New York Jets, Minnesota Vikings, and uh, I play with a guy that you're familiar with, Herschel Walker. Sure. And when I was in high school, I remember reading the Sports Illustrated article that talked about the hundreds of push-ups and thousands of sit-ups and run and the all, hills, right, and, and all the things that he did. And the irony is, my second year in the NFL. 
uh, I end up with the Minnesota Vikings, and we were matched with uh, workout partners. And usually an offensive guy was matched with a defensive guy. Well, my guy happened to be Herschel Walker. And um, so I made it up in my mind that I said, well, nothing else. I'm not going to let this guy outwork me in the weight room. Even though he was Herschel. Right. I mean, he, he, yeah, he was uh, an unbelievable football player. But I can honestly say we would do workouts. And, and I had to get used to doing upside down push-ups against the wall and things like that. Um, I had a hard time matching him when it came to that. But in terms of just lifting and, and, and the conditioning um, on the field, um, that I could do. So, um, you know, and, and that's the message I, I try to teach not only my high school players, but, but obviously my son, Lyndon, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, there may be guys that are more talented, but never let someone outwork you. You know, you can control that. So, um, and, I, and I just believe in teaching uh, these young young guys that, you know, it's a mindset. And a lot of my training centers not only on the physical, but the mental aspect of, of um, helping these, these well, young guys and young ladies uh, take that next step that'll help them get to the next level. What did you learn from Herschel? I mean, this guy was a legendary figure, I'm sure, by the time you were exposed to him, and it was a short period of time. Yeah. The, that would have had an imprint. Yeah, the biggest thing was, you know, you see guys like a Herschel Walker. So I've had the opportunity when I was playing back then uh, to work out with Herschel Walker, Deion Sanders, and Reggie White. And the one common thing amongst those three guys was that they worked as hard as anyone I've ever seen. And they had the talent. Right. You know, my 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 year with uh, the Vikings, you know, John Randall was a rookie yeah. who's now Hall a Hall of Famer. Famer. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris Dolman was a defensive end. Keith Millard, Al Noga, Henry Thomas, um, you know, Mike Merriweather. Um, you know, those were guys that were all pro type players but again the common theme was uh, they worked their tails off and and they had they did the extra things you know I remember Chris Carter uh, who was with the Vikings at the same at that time uh, after practice would uh, you know would catch 500 to a thousand footballs every day after practice you know and then you you look at how he played the game and, and, you know, he would make the spectacular catches. But he, yes, he was talented. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But he also worked at it. 500 to 1,000 balls after practice. Uh, it, it, was, it was unbelievable to watch that work ethic uh, in play every day. But, but, but it makes sense why those guys are Hall of Famers and why they're all pros, all pro players. So. Wow, that's very impre- impressive. And I could see where you are. You're touched by it. You already had your great work ethic that was instilled in you, and you kind of fortified that as you got older. You get to the pros, and you're exposed to individuals. Is that what you have to teach the young people, is that you do your work. Don't worry about anybody else. Just do you the best way that you can do you. Yes, you know, and especially in this day and age with social media and the kids have so much access to video, and they see some of the spectacular movements that some of these athletes make, and they just think they're supposed to do that. But they don't understand the amount of repetition that goes into becoming a great uh, athlete. Um, You know, I think about a guy like LeBron James, for example, from a basketball standpoint. You know, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and I remember watching him play 
for the South Rangers in Pee Wee football. But I also remember one day being or having the opportunity to watch him in the gym at St. Vincent St. Mary put put up hundreds of shots, you know, and just work on ball handling drills. And, and you know, again, people just see the NBA game, the finished product, but they don't see the work behind the scenes when, you know, and he's, uh, you know, bent over, dripping in sweat and hardly can move after a two or three hour workout. Well, you've had some pretty high profile recruits, as it were, go through the halls at uh, Cleveland Heights. You mentioned earlier, uh, Jalen Harris now with the Buckeyes, Tyreek Smith with the Buckeyes. Is there a different mindset you have to have as a coach and as a mentor to individuals that are such high achievers, or can you can you cookie cut this stuff? Well, you know the the thing I do uh, that I did with you know Tyreek and, and Jalen was uh, I always put higher expectations on them, and and the, the message I gave them was. You can't be like your typical 17-year-old kid or your typical 18-year-old kid because you're a national recruit, and um, all the big-name coaches are walking into this facility it, it, to see. Yes, and, and you know these coaches are, um, you know, flying from the West Coast, flying from you know schools from down south, from the East Coast to to, to come watch you work out, to come watch you play. So you can't you can't be typical, and you know every day I preach mindset because you know it's like even with my son physically I told Lyndon when he goes to the NFL you're going to be one of the faster uh, fastest defensive backs you're going to be one of the strongest but it's your approach mentally that's going to dictate whether or not you have a short career or a long career Um, and Lyndon you know he found out really quick you know I mean he's a 4-3 guy and he can probably, you know, I think he's 195 pounds, bench press 350 twice. Um, but he's finding out film study and, and self-motivation and uh, knowing how to take care of your body and doing all of, all of the little things so that the big things happen is key to, to uh, uh, ultimate success. Did you find that the Tyreeks and the Jalens listened to someone such as yourself a little bit more because of your past or was do you feel it was your approach towards these young gentlemen that got them to be motivated and high achievers well i think uh, obviously my background being a, a former big 10 player and, and having uh you know a short stint in the nfl played a part but i think ultimately you know when you're dealing with, with young people especially you know i, I coached at glenville for a couple years with, with coach gan and you know one thing i i uh learned in that experience as well as when I coached at Euclid and a few other places mm-hmm. is that when when you love up a kid and you show that you really care you know these kids will run through a wall for you um, and yes you got to teach them the fundamentals and the techniques of the game but ultimately it's about investing into the whole person um, you know at Cleveland Heights you know the, the philosophy that that I've implemented in, in the football program it's threefold. Number one, uh, we believe in, in academic excellence. And academic excellence is something different for every kid. We have a young man right there who's a 4.62 GPA student. But he knows if he comes or if his progress reports any week shows that he's got to be, it's not acceptable. Now, I got some kids that might have a 2.8 GPA. Now, if they get a B in a class A, I, I might do a cartwheel. <laughs> 
Uh, but it, but when you know your kids, um, then you can uh, define what academic excellence is for each kid. Secondly, it's just social responsibility. I expect them to behave a certain way in the hallways, in the classroom. I don't want mom or dad telling me that they can't practice because they didn't take out the trash. Um, they are to carry themselves a certain way when they're in the community. Sure. Uh, they're expected to <clears throat> reach back to the younger kids and, and, and um, you know, work the youth camps or, or, you know, just speak good things into the younger kids' uh, lives. And then, you know, lastly, from an athletic standpoint, it's just effort. You know, I tell the kids, just give me effort. Not everyone's going to be Jalen Harris. Not everyone's going to be Tyreek Smith. But everyone can give 100% effort. And if you do those uh, three things, we, we call it our blueprint. If you follow that blueprint, good things will happen for you in life, not only on a football field, but in life. And, and that's sort of what I built my own life around. You know, I, I you know, growing up in Akron and, and watching my dad work three jobs and, you know, knowing his background, growing up in Alabama, one of 14 kids. I mean, he grew up dirt poor and he always said, you have no reason not to be successful in life because you have access to quality education, which I did. Um, and you can work hard. <laughs> There's no reason you can't work hard. And, you know, and then on the other hand, you know, it was my mom who pushed the sports on me. And she was the one that she kept me busy because I was a very hyperactive kid. And, um, you know, she just wanted to make sure my time was occupied in a positive way. So, um, you know, participating in sports and then, you know, the whole workout aspect, I just fell in love with um, controlling how I can shape myself physically and mentally. So those are the things that I just try to teach the, the people that I train, the people that I coach. Mm -hmm. You mentioned your dad, uh, life, uh, you know, growing up in Alabama, one of many, many children. Did, uh, were you born down there and brought up here or were you born, born up this way? No, I was, I was born in Akron, Ohio. Uh, my dad was born in a small town called Evergreen, Alabama. Whereabouts in Alabama is uh, that? That's uh, not too far from Montgomery. Okay. Um, just outside of Montgomery, but but um, nothing but trees and fields. <laughs> um, True country. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, his dad built the house that they lived in, which was really nothing more than a shack. So um, I've had, you know, opportunity to go down there over the years. So for me, <clears throat> there's no reason not to do all. I mean, I lead a very busy schedule, but there's no reason that I can't do it knowing what my dad grew up in and knowing what he did to make sure myself, my brother and sister uh, lived a, a pretty good life as well. Well, you have that great work ethic. I'm sure a lot of that does stem from, you know, how he, how your parents, how you were raised and then you're doing the same with with your sons and with your with your family. Um, you were talking a bit about Tyreek and about Jalen. Let's go back to the Tyreek incident a couple of years ago mm -hmm. because I think you want your athletes to be their own person. And I think when he did that little protest, that was a young man giving voice to something that was deep inside of him, wasn't it? And we, we can tell our listeners it was he had he wore a shirt to a camp that said, I hope I'm not killed because I'm black today or Correct. some words to that effect. Correct. And take us back to that situation. And I'm sure that's an, an aspect of a young man using his voice. 
Yes, Tyreek, well, first of all, he comes from a great family. Right. Uh, Randy and Michelle Smith, tremendous people. And uh, I'll never forget that day because we were at a camp at Ohio State. There were eight or 900 kids at that camp. And, uh, and Tyreke, he does it there. Right, and Tyreek uh, wears the shirt there. I didn't necessarily have a problem with it because I believe, um, and, and Tyreek knew that, you know, there's consequences to every action, good or bad. And, you know, it was something that he believed in and it was a hotbed topic uh, in the country, especially at that time. Mm -hmm. And he dealt with it. But I remember having a conversation with Tyreek and I never said you shouldn't have worn or you should have worn it. All that I told him was that moving forward, just make sure you lead your you lead by example, which I knew he would. Um, and that's just sort of the way I try to carry myself. You know, I, I have some strong opinions about, you know, various matters that are going on in the country right now. Sure. But I guess the way I choose to address a, a, a lot of the things that I feel strongly about is making sure uh, I carry myself in a dignified way that so that when the young people that I'm coaching or training, you know, when they look at Coach Mack, they know uh, I'm just trying to, to, to live a good good and decent life. You know, I don't claim to be perfect, but uh, I do try to carry myself in a way that um, uh, contributes in a positive way to, to the society that we live in. Well, there are pitfalls to celebrity, and I think we saw that with the situation with uh, Kareem Hunt, who's with the Cleveland Browns now. He's going to be serving a suspension. He came and spoke to your team, and I know he's doing that on a somewhat regular basis. In, in essence, what was his message, and do you think your kids got something from that? Well, I will say this about <clears throat> Kareem's uh, uh, speaking presentation at Cleveland Heights. It was one of the um, best speaking engagements I've ever seen before the Cleveland Heights football program in that he touched on a lot of things that, I mean, I've known Kareem since he was in fourth or fifth grade. He used to work out with me. And, and, and he talked about that and he told the kids to uh, make sure they use myself and our coaching staff as a resource. Uh, Kareem talked about making a mistake, you know, and, and, and knowing that he has to learn from this mistake and not re repeat the same thing. Um, you know, Kareem owned up to um, even going back to some things back in high school that he talked about. He talked about having a learning disability, but having the courage to ask for help uh, in high school, having the courage to ask for help when he was at the University of Toledo. And But what, what was impressive was he, he talked to the kids about having earned a degree in criminal justice, um, despite having a learning disability. That's and, pretty um, unique. Yeah, yes, it, it's very unique. And, and, you know, that's a side that doesn't get talked about, um, unfortunately, because of the yeah. incident that occurred. But I can tell you that is a, um, you know, a young man that, that made an unfortunate mistake. Um, and I, and I've, I've told various people, I don't, there's nothing that I can say to justify it. I, I was contacted by some national media outlets and I refused to, do any interviews about uh, Kareem coming to Cleveland Heights just because I, I, I felt like they just wanted to put a, a complete negative spin on it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I just looked at it as he made an unbelievable impact on, on those young men on that day. So he really turned what was a very 
difficult situation, unfortunate, probably use every adjective that you want, but he's making it a positive for not just himself, but if he can raise up some kids in the process or enlighten some kids, then that's part of life. Right, right. And Kareem, you know, Kareem talked to the kids about um, when I first started training some kids, and he was one of the first guys, him and uh, one of his best friends, and uh, we were training at Osborne Park in Willoughby. Okay, yeah, right. And I would open my trunk, and they would grab the equipment, and we would just go in the grass and, 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 and work. And, you know, and Kareem just talked about even back then having a, a work ethic that was a little bit different from some of his peers. Um, you know, but but, but I'll, I'll say this about Kareem. He um, he really is a humble young young man. Uh, I'm, I'm certain he's learned from um, not only the incident that's been in the news, but just, you know, other things over the years. And I think, yes, he's going to be a great football player for the Cleveland Browns. But I think more importantly, he's going to be um, something that or he's going to be a person that young people in the Cleveland area are going to look to and say, wow, this guy overcame a lot. He, he, he cleaned up, cleaned himself up, and look at what he's doing for, for the Cleveland community now. Could be one of the ultimate success stories after what many people had figured was a dead end after that situation, that he was done. He's not going to play football again. Yeah, you know, the thing is, you know, we all make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes now. Some mistakes are, are, uh, are um, at a more higher degree, so to speak. But I, I just truly believe he will move forward. And, um, you know, in the end, he's going to be able to impact a lot of young people in a positive way. Mac, I really enjoyed our chat. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good stuff. So there you have it, Max Stevens, head football coach over at Cleveland Heights High School. And by the way, the Tigers now have the distinction of having both the boys basketball coach and the football coach as former players that played at the highest level of competition in their sports. The new hoops coach is J.R. Bremer. He played for the Cleveland Cavaliers amongst some of the teams that he had exposure to as a pro basketball player. And then Max Stevens played in the NFL to give that part of expertise to the football program over at Cleveland Heights High School. Hope you enjoyed the interview, and of course, please do us a favor and subscribe at iTunes. Give us a nice rating, if possible, and we will continue to put forth on both Anchor.fm and all of the platforms for podcasts, another edition of Tellage Talks as the weeks go by and more and more folks uh, line up, as it were, to do interviews with us here on the program. So thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you the next time on Tellage Talks.